This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of Central New York. Your glory here among us. Great is our when I was a student studying theology in Washington, D.C., my parents came down to visit me and the friars almost twice a year. Sometimes they would fly, sometimes they would take the train into Union Station, but they came generally once in the fall and once in the spring. And after living there, for about six years, we started to run out of things to do. There was only so many times you could go to the Smithsonian. There's only so many times you can see the cherry blossoms, the White House, the Jefferson Memorial, all of these great tourist sites. After a while, it was like, okay, we've done that. What's something new and interesting we can do? So, knowing that both of my parents were funeral directors, I decided to take them to a mausoleum right? Not the place you necessarily go to visit on vacation. But this particular mausoleum sits right on the border between Washington, D.C. and Laurel, Maryland. And it is shaped, and it looks from a distance almost like a monastery. It has an orange tiled roof like we have here. It's yellow stucco on the outside, and it dominates the hillside of Mount Laurel in Southern Maryland. So we pull up, and I was kind of taking them on a surprise tour as to where we were going. I said, you're going to love it. This is going to be the best thing we've ever seen in Washington. We pulled up, rang the bell, and this mysterious voice from nowhere said, may I help you? Yes, we'd like to see the mausoleum. Okay. There was a little buzz, the door unlocked, and we went in. And it was four floors four ginormous floors of niches and crypts. And all of the deceased were in the walls around us. And it was set up almost like a giant gallery in a beautiful living room. It was like a living room for the deceased. There were lounge chairs. There was beautiful walnut paneling. You really could make an afternoon of hanging out in this creepy place. And at the end of one of the hallways was a ginormous stained glass window, almost about the size of the Assumption painting in the back of church. It was huge, and it dominated that floor. And at first, you couldn't really tell what was in the window, because it wasn't your typical religious stained glass window. But rather, it was a stained glass window that depicted the story, A Christmas Carol, by Charles Dickens. At first, I thought it was probably the weirdest thing one could find inside a mausoleum. But then again, on a beautiful sunny afternoon, I decided to take my parents to a mausoleum, so the weirdness factor was kind of universal. But as you looked at the window of A Christmas Carol, you saw 
that it wasn't so much necessarily about Christmas, but about Ebenezer Scrooge reviewing his life, escorted by his friend Jacob Marley, assisted by those three famous ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. I thought of that window when I heard today's gospel. Because in the gospel, it says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And the first person I thought of was Jacob Marley. Not Bob Marley, but Jacob Marley. Because Jacob Marley is always depicted in that story as one who is wrapped in chains. If you remember, he was wrapped in chains from head to toe. He could barely move easily. He always had a limp because he was carrying the weight of those chains wherever he went in the afterlife. And his entire purpose, as we read in the story, is to come back as a warning to Ebenezer Scrooge that if you do not change your ways, this is going to be your fate. I think Jacob Marley helps us understand a little bit about our own sinfulness. Because our sinfulness, perhaps, is one of those things that wrap us up in chains, that keep us from moving freely, whether it be not so much perhaps in the next world, but maybe in this world. Our sinfulness, our errors, our foibles, are perhaps those things that keep us from doing everything God knows we are able to do. In this gospel passage, we see the source of our tradition in our church's ability to forgive sins. That grace was entrusted to Peter and to all of his successors coming down to us in our modern sacrament of reconciliation, a sacrament that we can always approach to begin to unlock and to lighten those chains that we carry. It truly is a privilege to be able to serve as one of the confessors over at the Franciscan place. Because on a daily basis, I hear the confessions of people from all over the diocese, people who are traveling, members of our parish, people from other parishes, people from other dioceses and other countries that happen to find themselves here. And the one thing that I'm always left with is that we're all the same. We all struggle with the same things. It doesn't matter our age, our race, where we grew up. None of that seems to make a difference because we all struggle with the same human sinfulness on a regular basis. And I believe it's that universality that not only links us together, but makes us more compassionate when dealing with each other. Because we can always turn to the sacrament of reconciliation. But I think sometimes we have to focus perhaps on the smaller reconciliations that are not necessarily 
part of the sacrament, those reconciliations that happen perhaps on a daily basis between our family members, between the people we work with, between the people we don't even know that irritate us perhaps in our daily life, at the grocery store, on the highway, perhaps in the church parking lot even. Those are the reconciliations that I believe are the ones that tie us up in chains. It's our challenge, it's our duty, and today we are encouraged by this gospel reading to engage in reconciliation, regardless whether it is the actual sacrament of reconciliation, or perhaps it's one of those relationships that we can reconcile and mend removed from the sacrament. That is what we are called to be, a people of reconciliation, healing those wounds, binding those things back together so that we are freed from all that holds us bound. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org.